Welcome to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Stephen. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And we're coming to you this episode in 4-3 ratio. Adjust your ears accordingly. Yeah, we developed a new method of portraying sound just to honor uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> it's all new. No one's ever done it before. Yeah, it's, it's our new vision. Yeah. In audio form. Yeah. <laughs> or I guess our original vision. Exactly. But it's like a new thing. It's a new thing. Yeah. Of originality. Based. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the NBC's old thing. If you haven't seen it, it's new to you. Did they used to say that? It's, it's one of their slogans they oh, had okay. back in like the 90s or early 2000s. It's new to you. It's used. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Amazon would have made a killing. Yeah. Replaying NBC yeah. shows. True. Slightly used sitcoms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like a category. Thanks. <laughs> Friends, however, would not count as slightly used. No. That would have been like... Used as fuck. You were... <laughs> A sex slave <laughs> sitcom. No. It's an odd category. For many decades. Yeah. <laughs> the engine broke down a few times and we just kept plowing the yeah. dirt. Yeah. We changed analogies. Uh, <laughs> it went from a vehicle to like like a, a farming equipment. Yeah. Yeah. Which is still a vehicle, but like yeah. not a, like a car. Yeah. Hence the dirt. Yeah. Anyways, not to get too dirty. All right. With this analogy. <laughs> but yes, the Snyder Cut came out. It did. We watched it all four hours and whatever seconds like it is. Two minutes or something like is that. It, is there? Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess, okay. I'm a liar. We didn't watch the whole thing. And I did not. Oh, right. The we didn't watch the credits. <laughs> we watched a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who's this Batman guy? He's a pretty big up and comer, it looks like. Yeah, he's like new to Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> so we will have our spoiler-free review later yes. on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also look forward to later this week we will have a anatomy of the Snyder Cut. Which we will cover the whole movie. Spoilers and all. Full spoilers. Mm-hmm. For those who have already watched it and want to hear what we think. Yeah. And how it compares to the Justice League that shall not be named. <laughs> The theatrical cut. <laughs> You're not supposed to say that. Oh. I thought you just weren't supposed to say the guy's name. Well, like the whole thing. Yeah, I know. It's like a fruit basket of taboo. Yeah, the whole thing is against the rules. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah, we had a big week this week. We had uh, the Snyder Cut came out. We had the first episode of Falcon Winter Soldier, which we are also going to talk about later. And several other things. It's just going to keep on coming. Etc. 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 All right, so uh, let's talk about the new releases coming up, coming to your screens this and, upcoming week or so. And 4-3 or above ratio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, first up, Amazon Prime has something called Invincible. It's an adult animated superhero show based on a comic by the same name. And this is from Robert Kirkman, who's the creator of The Walking Dead. This comes out March 26th. Uh, the description... Uh, it says it's a it's about a 17-year-old Mark Grayson, voiced by Steven Yoon. And he's the son of the most powerful superhero on the planet, Omni-Man, voiced by J.K. Simmons. 
So that's going to be a little weird to hear him be a hero rather than somebody who hates heroes. <laughs> um, and Mark, the 17-year-old, develops powers of his own and he discovers his father's legacy may not be as heroic as it seems. So, But it's adult, so it could be interesting. I feel like it... I'll just think of it as The Boys, the animated, animated series. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it could be. That's what it sounds like so It far. does kind of sound a little bit like that, yes. Um, and Disney Plus also has a couple things for us on March 26th. The Mighty Ducks Game Changers, Episode 1. Is that really already coming out? I know, that's what I said. <laughs> um, and, of course, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Episode 2. Um, do you, are you looking forward to the Mighty Ducks? How do you feel about that show? I mean, I... We saw the one trailer. There's probably been more since. But... I'll check it out. But I wasn't, like, yeah, super passionate. Yeah, I feel like they're going to really lean heavy into the nostalgia and bring in, like, a billion other fucking people from the movies from, like, different episodes or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, HBO Max has, on March 27th, Tina, which is a documentary on Tina Turner. That could be pretty cool if you're into, into that. It's not on Tiny Tina? No, not on Tiny Tina. And and her origin story of... no. Making bombs that blow up random people across Pandora. Pretty sure it's Tina Turner. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> that would be... A, I would watch that. Yeah. <laughs> what if it was Tina Turner's life mm-hmm. portrayed by Tiny Tina? Yeah. Tiny Tina plays yeah. Tina Turner? Yeah. Picked a pack of pickle peppers? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of teas there. Was that a serious question? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I'd watch it. <laughs> okay also march 31st if we finally have another one of those straight to uh hbo on release situations godzilla vs king kong so that one's exciting uh yeah i'm yeah. really excited for yeah this. yeah uh and coming up here i have another one of those file this under wait that's already out again uh hulu on march 26th solar opposite season two i just saw the uh, <laughs> promo on hulu last night yeah and i was like Oh, this must be one of those stupid things where they're like, oh, season two's coming. And then yeah. like six to eight months later, right, it'll right, come yeah. out. They're just trying to either go watch something on their fucking... Yeah. Nope. Like, it's actually coming out okay. already. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready Very for Very excited about that. Yeah. I saw something was like they're in London now. I don't know if that's going to be like a temporary thing or like the whole season, but... I'm very interested to see what that. I didn't even see the about. teaser. I just saw that it was coming out. I was like, holy fuck. So I'll have they to better, go watch they that. better have more of the... Uh, the wall. The, the wall stuff. Yeah. yeah. They have to. It was so well received, they would be silly not to. I mean, they need to do a spinoff. Of course. At the very least. Yeah, definitely. Um, and March 30th, Hulu also has Vikings, the complete season 6B. I don't know why it's in parts, but anyway. Yeah, this was a thing I remember. They, I vaguely remember this. I don't know if it's pandemic related or if they yeah. just... Uh, and this was a History Channel show, but it's fully coming to Hulu that season, um, if you are behind on it, which I yeah. am. So, uh, did the aliens come yet in the show? <laughs> are, are we at that point in the season? I don't think so. I'll probably just jump to that part. Yeah. I want to see the Vikings fight. I think aliens. this is the only show on History Channel that isn't about aliens. <laughs> well, I mean, you're not caught up. You don't technically know that. You're right. I don't. I can't say for sure. <laughs> and then also, I think we just talked about this. March 30th, Supergirl is starting up on CW. 
I'm not sure if it comes out on Hulu the next day or the next week, depending on the situation, but I put it under the Hulu category because we don't have TV. But for anybody who's got live TV. Well, we got the CW app. We can watch it right, through right. that, I okay. think, later on. Like, if they sporadically have episodes or whatever. Right. So we had talked about, was it last week, that um, Superman was taking a hiatus? Yeah. So Supergirl, whatever season is at at this point, is starting up on uh, March 30th. So anybody who's waiting for that are we caught up on that i think we're caught up right on what supergirl yeah yeah we yeah. watched that super okay. last season got it we aren't caught up on the flash right yeah yeah so uh we'll have to check that out i guess we're caught up on that and uh netflix has the irregulars it's an eight episode series based on the works of sir arthur conan doyle this also comes out on march 26th it's described as a group of teenagers on the streets of Victorian London, known as the Irregulars, work for Dr. Watson to solve increasingly supernatural crimes while Sherlock gets credit for their work. I don't like the premise of that because Sherlock Holmes is fucking great, but I'll probably check it out. I feel like it's trying to like make it into a story about Sherlock not actually being the genius that he's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But I mean, maybe it, I'm misinterpreting it. It could just be like the whole idea of like somebody's always like, the poster child of true the group or you know whether it be a band or you know ghost writers i guess this would be a ghost investigator yeah in many ways in many ways yeah so i mean i'll probably check it out just because but i hope it's not gonna make sherlock look as bad as it sounds like it's going to to me yeah you're gonna hashtag not my sherlock if it's bad yeah <laughs> and then uh do you have more? <laughs> so I was gonna say you should you should tweet at the fucking writer and be like, "Great writing, Sherlock." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, and then on Peacock for all those who love to eat the shit out of cereal. Yeah. We have another serial killer show mm-hmm. called John Wayne Gacy, Devil in Disguise. Uh, you just follow him as he travels the world eating different cereals. No. In high volumes. <laughs> no, he does not. <laughs> Is isn't he a serial killer? I thought. Yes, that's... he is, but not the kind that eats cereal. <laughs> the kind that kills people <laughs> for eating his cereal before yeah, he could eat. That's them. probably why. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he kills for cereal. <laughs> This is the guy who, um, he was known as the killer clown. He was like a clown and killed like little kids. What? Yeah. Well, young men and boys. Is this like from a long time ago or is this like the like thing where there was like a bunch of weird clown people around for like one year recently? <laughs> Remember it was like, was it was the last five years or yeah, something? There yeah. was like a bunch of clown people. Yes. Terrorizing the streets of the country yes uh i don't i think people thought they were hilarious but i think that's what it's based on yeah this guy uh his (laughs) span yeah his span of crimes was from 72 to 78 like prime serial killer time yeah right yeah (laughs) the golden age of yeah serial killing killing a bunch of people (laughs) yeah but uh i don't know for sure if this is like fully fully factual or if there's going to be like the storytelling involved because you know some of those things are like it's a story so there's some embellishments i didn't look into it but either way if you're into serial killer stuff you'll probably enjoy it so 
Unfortunately for us, it's a Peacock original, so I don't know for sure if we're going to be able to watch it. Because it seems unclear whether we get originals or not. Yeah, because that <laughs> Punky Brewster show, yeah. apparently it's fully available if you don't have their even though, pay service. Even though it's an original and you're not supposed to but see. But then other ones they don't let you have. Yeah. They let you have like one or two episodes. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Anyway, if you have Peacock and you like serial killers, yeah, you got some coming. <laughs> but not in a bad way. <laughs> So sit back, relax with a giant bowl of cereal and yeah, enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get ready for your balloon animal. Okay. okay. Is that it? That's, That's it. That's all I got coming up. All right. Well, I have some bad news for some people, uh, specifically me. <laughs> oh, no. What is it? Uh, Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage, is delayed until September 17th. Not of- again. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I think we were all waiting for this. We were just like, okay, when's this happening? When are they going to announce it? wasn't it? a question of if, but when. But when, yeah. Uh, so, yes, it was reg- originally set for June 25th, delayed to September 17th. Uh, before that, it had the October 2020 release, if you remember. Yeah. Morbius is still set for January 21st of 2022. So, I guess Venom's going to be taking place before that, as far as the release. Because mm-hmm. I feel like Morbius was before, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, uh, so Morbius was set for July before uh, Venom came out in October. So that's interesting that now it's going to be flipped. I guess they just decided that Venom's like the more popularized character yeah. to, to bring people to the theaters. Yeah, true. Uh, I do want to point out one thing. I do find it interesting. Well, I guess two things. One, I find it interesting that this takes September's slot when... A Quiet Place 2 left September mm. for Paramount. Yeah. So I feel like Sony's like, let's see if we could take over that spot. Yoink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> take the Monopoly on that month. Mm-hmm. Um, also, my bigger note, even Sony is confident that the theaters will not be open enough to make money in June. Mm-hmm. So that's a month after Black Widow would come out. Mm-hmm. What's your excuse, Disney? Yeah. Why are you such cowards? You can file that one under shade. Disney Plus, come on. <laughs> let's make this fucking happen. Yeah. I'm standing behind that. It's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I hope it does. I'm going to predict they will... Here's my actually. Here's my logic. When did Endgame come out in theaters? Was that like April 26-ish, right? Yes, April 26th. It was 26th. the end of the month, right? Yes. So here's my theory. They are going to announce it on that day, mm-hmm. as a anniversary type thing for Endgame, they're mm-hmm. going to announce Black Widow is going to be hybrid with theaters, Disney Plus, May 7th, or whatever fuck day they decide. Yeah. Uh, it'll either be the same or maybe later. Okay. That's an interesting idea. That's my theory. I mean, I hope that your theory pans out. Yeah. Because that would work really well for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Getting to watch it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh Although, apparently some theaters are open in, in California right now. Oh, really? So maybe other states are opening up more because I know we're at the fucking bottom of the list as far as uh, shit opening. So, yeah, I think L.A., Sacramento, and like some other area had theaters. Mm. Like a small amount of theaters open to 25% capacity. Okay, yeah. Like I think it was like AMC is trying some theaters. I don't know if it's like... 
Yeah, you had to be in like the red tier or something, and we're in like a between red and purple situation. So whatever that mm-hmm. means. I'm sure AMC found some sob store that they needed to open. Yeah. A couple theaters to after they survive. spoke to the manager. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, did you see? Uh, I don't know his name. The the douchebag who runs AMC. He got like a shit ton of money bonus. Yeah. After all the cries of what an asshole of. They were going to go bankrupt and all this yeah. trash. Well, I'm going to go bankrupt. I can't buy a vacation home. All these people who got laid <laughs> off, who yep. lost their jobs. Yep. Working the theaters and stuff for... Not, or not working, I should or say. Or not working, yeah. Could have helped them. Yeah. But no, he, this guy gets he a bonus because bonus. he was able to throw a bitch fit and yeah. get studios to put their movies in his theater at like a special deal. Yeah. What a trash person. All right. So bad news there. Yeah. Potentially good news if I'm right about Black Widow. Mm-hmm. But um, then I'm going to have to wait until September. Bummer. Yeah. I mean, I would like to think that by September we're looking at a better position, right? Yeah, for real. Um, a little bit more positive news. Resident Alien, the show on Sci-Fi and Peacock, I guess even, got renewed for a season two. Nice. It was thrown out there on Twitter or social media, what mm-hmm. have you. Yeah, they're gonna have a second season. Well, I'm. I know ready we're waiting for, for like uh, I think there's like two more episodes that haven't aired yet, so we're waiting yeah. for those. Yes. But we will give our perspective of what we've seen so far. Yeah. Later on this episode. Yeah, we will. Uh, all right, moving into our news stories, the Resident Evil film now getting a new title called Resident Evil: Welcome to Raccoon City. Uh, it's going to be focused on Chris Redfield, Jill Valentine. Leon S. Kennedy, and Claire Redfield uh, through the events of Resident Evil 1 and 2. So the first two games will be depicted in this movie, apparently. Okay. So they're going to have to do some kind of hybrid timeline thing where it takes place at the same time or overlapping. They could do like a Game of Thrones shit where like it would go from one place to another. You could like parallel stories, basically. They're going to have to shift around some characters. It's interesting because Jill... Is in Resident Evil 3, and that game takes place actually before and after Resident Evil 2. Oh, okay. In the same city. It's just like another person's whatever experience yeah. through the whole ordeal. Okay. Um, but obviously that, that game is not going to be told in this movie. Right. So it's going to be interesting how they do the uh, the timeline for this. Yeah. As far as the title, fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> really fucking stupid. Yeah. Tell us how you really feel. I just... <laughs> what did you think it would be called, though? I I don't... I didn't think about it. Like, that's okay. how little I think about this movie. Yeah. But I didn't expect that. I don't know. It just So seems... you're, like, not happy about this movie, even though it's going to display <sighs> the actual game events as far as you know they're telling us it's gonna be based on the games more than the old movies yeah but like you don't believe it it, i just i don't believe it (laughs) okay i'm sorry i just i give me a trailer i need to see a trailer before i'm gonna say that this is gonna be hopeful okay i understand especially now like this just seems like people don't make shit like based off the real source it's always like oh we gotta change it yeah which is fine for some things but you have to get it out first and then you can go, okay, now let's make it again different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get it right the first time before you change shit. That's all I'm saying. Right. All right. 
Do you remember that little show called Cowboy Bebop, which is a live action uh, take on on the anime for Netflix? Yes. Apparently they finished filming. Oh. I forgot the show even existed, to be <laughs> honest. Yeah, it, because uh, the actor got injured or something. Yeah, if you remember, it was like sometime in 2019 before the whole pandemic. He, uh, it was John, John Cho, right? He, yes. he hurt his leg or his back or something. He got severely injured. Yeah, I feel like I thought he like completely broke his leg or yeah, something. Yeah, it was like insane. a real like bad really injury. Bad. Like, I think he was like concerning about his health even. Right. Um. So they had to, they got delayed just from that. And then the pandemic happened and uh, they were already expecting a seven to nine month delay with whatever happened to him. Right. It ended up extending to like over a year. Right. Uh, because and the pandemic was like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> to everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Not John Cho Not just him. Just everyone in general. I mean, anything that helped him out. Fair enough. Yeah. Because it wasn't. <laughs> It was no longer him delaying yeah. the filming. It was society's yeah. existence. Yeah, that's true. He's like, it's not my fault. <laughs> I can totally walk. I've just been sitting on a couch this whole time. Yeah. Can't blame me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so they're done with filming. Nice. No clue how much CGI type stuff they're going to have to do. Yeah. Uh, but, it's, I mean, it's kind of like a Mandalorian type show, right? I would imagine. So there's probably going to be a good amount of stuff in there. There's also no release date yet because we have no clue how long they're going to take with the uh, post-production. Right. But uh, hopefully it's something we'll see by early next year. Yeah, there's a light at the end of the tunnel anyway. Over on Disney+, Plus, Secret Invasion was a show that was announced over at the Disney Investor Meeting back in December. Yeah. Uh, They've added Kingsley Ben-Adir as a star opposite of Samuel L. Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn. Uh, he's best known for his role as Malcolm X in One Night in Miami. That's like a recent movie, I think, yeah, that came yeah. out and got a lot of praise. Yeah. I don't know if it's on any streaming services or anything. I feel like it was because I was going to watch it at some point. I, I don't remember. I'll look it up. It's funny when I read the notes, I was like, Ben Kingsley, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I first, I, even when I was doing it, I was like, I kept Is thinking this that. right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, the Last of Us series coming to HBO uh, is going to apparently cover the first game. No fucking shit. <laughs> what? Did, I don't. Why would? So we? <laughs> this is the news. Uh, Neil Druckmann, the the writer for the game and now the show, said that speaking to IGN at SXSW2021, mm-hmm. which I believe was still a digital event. Yes, it was. Uh, but talking to them, he said the series will cover just the first game, mm-hmm. but will deviate greatly with some episodes from the game. So they're going to change shit around, obviously. Yeah, I mean, isn't that what we expect? Why not give people what they want? Yeah. <laughs> One Night in Miami is on uh, Amazon Prime Video, I believe. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking HBO was like, no, that's the other movie. That's uh, Judas and the Black Messiah? Yes. Yeah. All right, last in our news, King of the Hill may be returning. What? Damn it, Bobby. <laughs> I tell you what. I tell you what. <laughs> so writer Brent Forrester uh, was talking to Tech Radar, and he said creators Mike Judge and Greg Daniels are currently in hot negotiations, in hot. quotations, hot negotiations. Hot negotiations, I like that. To revive the series. Uh, the characters have all aged 15 years. So I guess this means that it's going to be in current time. Okay. With probably tackling some of the events and uh-huh. shit that's gone down. Yeah. I can't wait to see Bobby as an adult. 
He's got That's a purse. My purse. Yeah, he's got a purse. <laughs> I don't know you. That's my purse. Yeah. So there's no news on if this would be on Fox or if it would air somewhere else like Hulu or Disney Plus. Well, I mean, I hope. Disney would technically own it, right? At yeah. this point, because of the merge. Yeah. I think so. so I couldn't see it on Disney Plus, but then again, I couldn't see Simpsons on Disney Plus, and there it is. Fair enough, yeah. I don't give a fuck who owns it. I just want it to happen. I feel like it would be a Hulu thing. Yeah, it seems very a... Hulu. Well, even if it's Fox, it would still be on Hulu, right? Right. Because they do all their stuff uh, pretty much the next day on Hulu. Yeah, I'd be super down for that. I hope it happens. Mm-hmm. Probably get some new characters. Yeah, definitely. See what Grandpa has to say in this politically correct world we live in now. Yeah. Probably not much. No. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for our TV and uh, movie news for this week. Yeah. A lot lighter week. I was kind of surprised, but also yeah. relieved because we have so much shit to We have a lot going on. To do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Let's uh, get into what we watched this week then. Here's how our rating system works. If we hated something, we'll burn it. If it was just okay or we're neutral, we're going to test it. And if it was pretty good, we're going to slice it. If we absolutely love the shit out of it, we're going to dissect it. And if all of us dissect it, we're, we're DTF. It's pretty good. I don't think we've had a bad one in the, in this house. Yeah. We're going to knock on wood. We don't have any wood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to go get some wood. Okay. I'll be back. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so first up, we actually started watching Banshee. Uh, which was originally on Cinemax in 2013, but it is new to HBO Max as of February 23rd. Um, It is set in the small town of Banshee in Pennsylvania in Amish country. The main character, who is played by Anthony Starr, which some of you may know from The Boys as Homelander. Um, That's how we found out about the show. (laughs) uh, So the main character assumes the identity of Lucas Hood, the town's new sheriff. Um, We've watched... uh, We're about... Somewhere in season two at this point, right? Yeah, I think we're episode two of season two. Okay. Um, There's a few seasons as far as I know. Yeah, there's four seasons with ten episodes each. um, And it's pretty, pretty good. (laughs) Yeah? Yeah. Can I have like a quote to put on the cover (laughs) of the DVD release? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, so we didn't even know this show existed, right? And then we... Yeah, I, I, we, were, we were at C2E2. Yes. Right before the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had the boys season two panel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Anthony Starr was there. He was not at all the person you thought you would meet. Yeah. Watching the boys season He's one. He's not at all like Homelander. He's a very funny, <laughs> Thankfully. Very charismatic person. Yeah. Um, and somebody had asked something about, uh, in the Q&A about Banshee. And he's like, oh, shout out or something to the... The five people who saw that show or <laughs> yeah. something. So it's a show I've never heard of. Yeah. Uh, and he made it seem like it was just like this no-name thing that yeah. was bad. But it seems like it was a pretty big deal. So yeah. So <laughs> apparently it was a Cinemax show. Uh, it's basically anything you would expect from the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Bunch of violence. Bunch Lots of nudity. Of yeah. <laughs> bunch of just... It's yeah, basically it was, softcore porn. Yeah, it's kind of uh, like with a story to fill in between. Yeah, it was banging. like a True Blood, but like realistic instead there of vampires. Go. There you go. <laughs> Only there's no supernatural shit. Right. Yeah. It's, nothing supernatural. It's all like realistic, but the same amount of sex and violence and drama as True Blood. <laughs> is Cinemax even like a, a 
a station that people get. I think you have to pay, pay extra you pay for, for it. it, right? Yeah. Which honestly, at one point, I think I thought that Skinamax was the same thing. Is it not just a joke name for Cinemax? I think it must be now a that joke retrospect. Name. I guess that makes more sense when yeah. it seems like that kind of a show. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it was like a thing you have to pay extra for that channel. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, this show has been ridiculous. Yes. Hyper violent. Very. Um, <laughs> yeah. Very and like in sometimes very comical ways, but yeah. like yeah, it's it's a lot. <laughs> so basically, he steals the identity of somebody who's dead, right? And he ends up being a he sheriff. He ends up actually acting as the sheriff of a small town of a small town and like he just lucks out that this guy doesn't really have too many connections or whatever Mm -hmm. like nobody there has seen him and so it's this this perfect scenario had to be true for any of it to happen then of course he gets into these situations of like the like local gang yeah (laughs) whatever that's in power in the area controls everything he's got to basically deal with that whole situation Mm -hmm. Oh, well, hide the fact that he's also just a criminal. That's just... Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, assumed an identity and has nothing to do with law yeah. enforcement. <laughs> so. It's really weird, though, because his character is, like, he's righteous in the sense of, like, doing good. Yeah. He'll protect the But then the other, other times he's, like, I'm just going to go fuck this guy up because yes. I feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I can't get a read on if I guess he's just that gray zone, the anti-hero, I guess you would call him. Yes. Definitely. Because you're on his side and then suddenly they'll do something and be like, wait, what? Why are you doing that? Everything was going fine. You're going to fuck it all up. <laughs> so. One thing I do like is it answered this big question I had about uh, his smirk. Oh, that yeah. He does his, in the like, voice. one-sided smirk. At first, I thought that was just something he does for the character, but he does it throughout the show. And I, so that, that sealed it. He is just. That's just him. That's just his face. Yeah, which is weird because I feel like he didn't do it at C2E2. Well, I mean, he's on stage hella far away. Yeah, but I was looking for it. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have your 4K eyes in? We were close enough to see, and they were on, like, screens and shit, too. Okay. My 4K eyes. Yeah. Okay. Your 4K eyes? Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm very much enjoying this show. Oh, it's really good. It's weird, though, to see him... One be not skinnier than he looks in the boy. So mm-hmm. I guess I'm just an idiot and I just assumed he was like muscular, but he's probably just wearing like a bodysuit that's like makes him muscular yeah. in the boys. Yeah. Um, but he's just so much skinnier in this show. Yeah. And so it's just weird to see him like that. Mm-hmm. That's I like, true. I like to think of it as like an origin story for him. <laughs> yeah, that's what he did. Become Before he became Homelander. Homelander. Yeah. I'm can... just erasing his whole childhood from that show yeah that didn't exist and this is what he did before yeah (laughs) or maybe this is after maybe this is him coming back maybe out of prison after getting getting beat yeah and the boys yeah suddenly got his powers taken away or something yeah the judge just stripped him yeah that and his license yeah (laughs) it's it's a good show it's yeah very, it feels very 90s, early 2000s, obviously, because yeah. it came out that time. But, yes. like, it's very apparently outdated in that sense. Mm-hmm. But it's such a fun show. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost 10 years old now. But it's entertaining, and I'm enjoying it. So, and I would, I'll, I'm going to keep watching it for sure. So, mm-hmm. And I would recommend people watch it. I think it's a dissect it from me. I would say it's a slice it for me. Okay. 
Only because I feel like there's some things that, like, bother me about the show. Yeah. Like, plot-wise, I'm yeah. just like, why are you doing this? Yeah. And it feels like it's just there because it's just to, like, make more drama. But, yeah. But, like, it just, I don't know. It, it just really... There's a lot of ridiculous shit that goes on, but mm-hmm. it's entertaining, so, yeah. <laughs> Nothing about it started as realistic to me. Mm-hmm. Like, from the very get-go, I was like, no. And nothing, none of this is real. None oh, of this every episode just yeah. escalates. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of Sons of Anarchy. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's all of the chaos is just happening to him versus yeah. an entire biker group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. It's really insane to think about the kind of shit. Like, if any of this kind of shit happens, actually, in small towns, like, mm-hmm. why does anybody live there? It's, I know, it's right? Terrifying. It, there, there's a there's an episode where like a bu- a, a biker gang, speaking of which, yeah, uh, comes in. They just like, oh, we're just gonna like rape people and and like and, beat people up, and drag and, them from our bikes, yeah. and, and stab just them just because, and just like why do all these things that way? Yeah. Oh, okay. Just because they're here, I don't get it. Super fucking weird. And it's just like there's no law that actually yeah. stops people from yeah, just there's like doing three... things that they feel like. Yeah, there's like three or five cops in town mm-hmm. total, including yeah. the sheriff. So, mm-hmm. weird. Anyway. And they have the whole Amish aspect, which was interesting There's to me. a lot of uh, the Amish community that comes into it in Although, I ways. think part of what bothers me about the show, which is why I can't give it a dissect it, is it feels like the Amish rules that they have in the show that like you know they can't talk to people or if you're shunned you're out whatever Mm -hmm. i feel like the rules only apply when it's convenient in the plot because there's times where they do talk to the people that are shunned from the group but then it's okay yeah but then other times they're like yo you can't talk to that person anymore don't even look at them ignore them when they show up it just seems very like when it benefits the plot to add drama yeah. Type thing. Some of the things I understood, though, because it was, like, in an extreme situation where this person is involved in protect, like, could protect you from some event happening in the future or is, like, law enforcement or whatever. So, yes, a lot of it was pretty convoluted. It seemed like the rules were a little bit uh, liberally held to. Wishy-washy is the word yeah. you were looking for. Yeah, wishy-washy. That's the... Uh, scientific term? Yeah, scientific term. Got it. Thanks. But if you don't worry too much about the details, it's definitely a fun show. Mm-hmm. It's like, but have you met me? Yeah, but it's, there's a lot of boobs, <laughs> so I kind of thought that would counteract yeah. it. Is that you think they do that just to distract the people from? Yeah, like this doesn't really make any sense. Oh, is that that's a boob? A, that's a boob. Yeah. <laughs> what was I talking about? Yeah. <laughs> don't worry. It about must it. not have been important. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I will definitely keep watching it. Yeah. though. Uh, I I have no clue how the hell it could get any more. Insane, though. I guess we'll find I know. Out. I can't... Honestly, I can't understand how it's possibly going to last four seasons based on where it's at right now. Mm-hmm. You know what also kind of reminds me of Dexter? Oh, yeah. I could see that. In the sense and of them trying to live this life that everyone else doesn't know about. Yeah. It's like... It kind of has that, like, uh, that formula, too, that Dexter had yeah. where it's like, somebody's getting close to catching him and... And then, oh, he <laughs> figured out a way to stop that from coming out, you know? Yeah, true. It does kind of have that formula. True, true. All right. Uh, Next up, we watched Resident Alien, like we uh, briefly mentioned earlier. This is a sci-fi show, and uh, if you don't have the ability to watch it on the sci-fi app or on TV, episodes one through three are available on Peacock for streaming if you're interested. And Uh, I think that three episodes is enough to give you a good indication if you are into the show or not. Definitely. 
Honestly, I knew within like probably the first 10 minutes of the first episode I was interested. So yeah. <laughs> it didn't take me long. Yeah. The humor definitely feels like it's very on par for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was surprised that th- these are actually hour long episodes, 40 whatever minutes, or whatever, minutes yeah. mm-hmm. without commercials. I guess in my head, I was like, oh, this is like a 30 minute show. I for sure thought it was going to be 30 minutes and too. I didn't even notice that until like a couple episodes in that it was much longer than I thought it was. Yeah. Um, so the premise here is an alien crash lands um, on Earth and somehow ends up in Patience, Colorado, which is essentially the middle of nowhere, a mountain town. Uh, and he assumes the identity of a, a guy there who happens to be a doctor. Um, and it's the guy's vacation home and chaos ensues basically because normally it's like this guy comes here once every few weeks or whatever who knows and then well i think he only comes for like a couple weeks yeah, every a couple year weeks. or something yeah like that. yeah but then this time it seems like oh this guy came and showed up and then never left yeah um and so all the attention is drawn to him because yes, he's there now his shit starts to go down and then they're like that's the only thing that's changed here because nothing ever changes and um Ellen Tudyk, or Tudyk, I don't know exactly how to say it, plays the alien, who is masquerading as Dr. Vanderspiegel. I think his name is Harry, is his first name? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Um, and I think everything that he's in is great. Like, so I pretty much always find his characters funny, regardless of what he's in, or what, even if he's like a, just a voice. So I'm not surprised yeah, that I'm enjoying this. He was in Firefly, right? Yes. And then I also know he was in one of the Transformers movies. Uh-huh. He was like the comedic relief. Mm-hmm. He was like the assistant or whatever to one of the guys. Mm-hmm. And then he's been a lot of voices. Mm-hmm. He was... Um... He was in Rogue One as the robot. I don't know the robot's yeah, name. that's fine. Um... <laughs> but he was there. Because Cassian said he had Cassian to. Cassian said he had to. Yeah. <laughs> we watched seven of the ten episodes of season one, and I'm very excited to find out it is renewed for season two now. And I will absolutely keep watching. It's very... A lot of the stuff is very ridiculous, but, like, given the premise, you shan't kind of expect that. Mm-hmm. So. I I can't tell what style of a show they're going for. Sometimes it feels like they're going for, like, a fish out of water. It keeps changing between. Like, sometimes I feel like it's a more serious, like... Mm-hmm. Uh, like drama? Yeah, like more dramatic. And then other times it seems like it's more like a sitcom. Like, yeah. Uh, and then, like I said, it just feels like at times it also is just, like, that fish out of water kookiness of him trying to be a person so nobody knows who he is yeah it's kind of like weekend at bernie's i guess like, i am a human male yeah, yeah. He, he says very technical terms to yeah. describe things like he's human it's funny it's it's a good show i think the thing that i don't like about it and i know this is a me problem and not a everybody else problem uh-huh. i wish the whole show was him as the alien yeah with sprinkles of him as a human yeah. When other people see him. Yeah. Because I think I enjoy seeing him as the alien more than I enjoy seeing him as the human. Because of his little teeth. Yeah, he's <laughs> just so... And that's, I think, that's why like, sometimes it's very, like, serious feeling to me. Yeah. Because, like, he looks very violent. Yeah. Just looking at him. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's supposed to be, like, this semi-dark comedy. I guess that's the best way to explain yeah. it. It is a dark comedy. I love it. So, it's... Yeah. He... I didn't... I have not really watched that show much. Um, Invader Zim. It rem- I feel like there's like he a live action like, Invader Zim. He... Abs- without I, knowing the plot of Invader Zim. 
I love Invader Zim, and you're 100% correct. I don't know why I didn't think of that myself. Just, like, the way he looks, the he way looks, he even acts. even his little teeth. The yeah, way he like, acts, yeah, he's very, like, yeah. tries to, like, yeah. manipulate you into thinking he's, like, He's human. He's I'm definitely and, human, and, yeah. <laughs> well, not, I mean, just mean, like, like, when he tries to intimidate you. He yeah. really tries to sell it, but like yeah. just doesn't seem he's to work. Not, he's not intimidating. But yeah. then Even he also is like also trying to fit in, but he just does it really bad. Yeah. Now I wish he had a little robot sidekick. Yeah. Dog. Um, the only thing that makes it hard for me to like, I do like him. Mm-hmm. I think he's a great character, but like, it's hard for me to sympathize for him because I know they're trying to make you sympathize for him at times. Yeah. Because one, you know what his mission is. Right. And two... Uh, you came to this planet and just straight up fucking marked the guy. Yeah. You just straight up murdered the guy yeah. that you're taking the identity of. So it's like, uh, I don't know how I can really feel for you. Right. Because you're clearly the bad guy. He's 100% in this story. He's absolutely the bad guy. But I think the idea is that he learns the things about humanity mm-hmm. that maybe affect how he carries out his mission. Yeah. Yeah. Let's try to leave that vague. <laughs> I mean, I, I chose to say about the. Killing the because it's like yeah, first yeah, no, that's epi- not it's the first spoiler. episode. It's it's not really the point is he just took this guy. That's identity. not his real mission. So yeah. I think you're fine. That's fair okay. to say. I just meant I didn't want to give up his mission. Yeah, yeah. And as we said, it's got a season two coming up. Mm-hmm. So I, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to more. I, I have no clue how this is going to end or where it can go because like I feel like based off where it's gone, I can't imagine he's going to be staying where he is. In season two. Yeah, that's a good point. He could go somewhere else. I didn't think about that. Hmm. And shout out to Linda Hamilton, who apparently is in this as a big like cameo a, a, for a show that is about uh, Alien and crashing on Earth. That has nothing to do with Terminator, which is what she's known for. Yeah. Yeah, I, we, I literally was like, I don't think that's her because I don't think she was in anything for a while. But it looked just like her. Mm-hmm. And then well, we had she, to look it up. She does look a lot different than she looks in the newest Terminator. Yeah. Which is probably because she's not working out heavy for this yeah, role yeah. versus that like, one. B- yeah, super buff. But yeah, that's crazy to see her in this too. Yeah, it's a nice mix though. It it definitely is a huge step up in quality of the CGI for a sci-fi show. Yeah, definitely. And I know it's been a long time since they've had their really bad stuff. But yeah. like, it does just look like you would see this on any streaming service. Yeah. It's not at all low quality in my mind. Right, yeah. Especially the... The way he looks as the as alien. As an alien? Yeah, yeah, it's really good. All right. Yeah, so, so... what would you give it? I mean, it's a dissect. I would probably have to say dissect it, too. I, I do enjoy it enough that I want to keep... You know, I look forward to the next episode. So. Yeah. I mean, there's been a couple times where I was like, oh, I'm going to just start the next one just to see how, how the last one ended. Yeah. And then and then I'll stop. Yeah. So, I... Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to say dissect this one. Yeah. Well, I guess we're DTF. Mm-hmm. It should be on. It should have been on History Channel, though. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been pretty funny if it was. <laughs> Spun it as a uh, like documentary or something. Yeah, <laughs> they do have um one of the characters in the show is like obsessed with. She, we she, we see her watching the History Channel. Oh, oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's got the one guy that's like mm-hmm. this. Yeah. One thing I really do like too about the show is the before we move on. Yeah. I do like how they explain, like, scientifically things that would, like... That are just clearly things for plot value. But, like, yeah. they explain them they in a way a that, like... 
oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. And now you can go on and be like, okay, yeah. this is why, you know, there's there's a kid who, who can see him for who he really is yeah. while nobody else can. And they have this yeah. cool reason why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice. And, instead of just like acting like, oh, that's just how it is or it's random, they give like a scientific thing and it's much, it's better that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. All right. So next up, let's do, we're going to do our spoiler-free review of episode one of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And then, of course, check it out, our separate episode, The Anatomy of the Falcon and Winter Soldier, part one, which will go into depth, do spoiler town and all that. But for now, um, The Falcon and Winter Soldier premiered on Disney Plus on March 19th. There will be six episodes, and it ends on April 23rd. Is there only six episodes? Uh, yeah, I know. Oh, well. They are supposedly going to be longer, though, than WandaVision was. Yeah. Um, so this follows Sam Wilson, or Falcon, and Bucky Barnes, or Winter Soldier, um, after the events of Endgame. Um, in many different sources, it says six months. I don't necessarily agree with that. Were these, like, news outlets saying that? It was, like, well, one of them was Wikipedia, so that one's sketch. But then there were other ones that were like actual like news articles, and they claimed that there was a reason, but I, they didn't really give the reason. Okay, I wonder so, if that's just like the press release yeah, description of the show be. said yeah. six months for them. It could be. Um, so it's sometime after uh, the blip or whatever you want to call that, and then Anthony Mackie returns as Sam, and Sebastian Stan returns returns as Bucky. So I feel like the first episode. Mostly focused on Sam, but we learned a little bit about Bucky as well and where they're basically kind of just reintroduced us to the characters and tells us what they're doing. I mean, it, I kind of felt like they both were equally covered pretty well. Oh, it, okay. it, it starts with Sam, I just always, shifts to Bucky, and then kind of goes back to Sam a little yeah, bit. Just, it, it felt like it was basically just catching... The first episode was just, hey, here they are. Here's what they've been doing. What's, here's what they're doing since Endgame. Yeah. Yes. Uh, in their own situation you know they're doing their own thing yeah obviously they're not together yet Mm -hmm. Uh, something is going to happen that's going to bring them together yes exactly um, so we get to see falcon in his like super suit situation and then bucky living attempting to live a somewhat normal life it seems mm -hmm. while doing some other stuff that is necessary on as the condition of the ending of endgame or whatever so um i don't want to get too deep into it but it's interesting you get to see Bucky in some situations that aren't crime fighting or whatever, like villain fighting. So that's kind of fun because we haven't really seen a lot of that before. Oh, yeah, it's just seen him as day to day. Yeah. He's trying to normal exist as existence. a normal person, not being a assassin like he was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the same thing with uh, Sam. We get to see him interacting with his family. A little bit of the military life that we didn't really see yes. outside of him just saying, yeah, I'm in some military yeah. situation. Yeah, we get to see him actually pull off a mission. So yeah, I thought... I left this one a little bit disappointed. It was a lot slower than, I don't want to say WandaVision. I don't want to say it's like slower than that, but like it, it is, but it isn't because it's a completely different it's show. very different. This is very MCU cinematic feeling. Yes. I think he even said, uh, Anthony Mac- Mackie, I think he even said at one point in like an interview that this feels like a six hour movie. Yes. Yeah. I remember Being that. told over multiple episodes. Yeah. And I would have to agree, just based off the feel and the tone of this first episode, I yeah. would say it does feel like I'm, I don't think I've, 
you know, we watched WandaVision and all that stuff, a yeah. whole different style. And yeah. like, I come watch this and like, I feel like I haven't left that style. And like, I'm back into the, the Winter Soldier, yeah. Civil War, mm-hmm. Infinity War, Endgame, like that tone of a darker, grimmer MCU. Yeah, that's true. I just worry we just got to the point in a movie where it starts to be like, oh shit. About to go down, you know. Mm. So I felt like I wanted more from it, but I think that probably means that the next few episodes, at least, will be much more fast paced. Mm. They kind of gave all of their their CGI action fight budget to like the first scene or two of this movie, yeah, right? or <laughs> of this episode, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the rest was kind of more just storytelling Normal. set up yeah. for what's to come. Yeah, definitely. But, um, you know, they, this was, I think, originally going to hit before WandaVision. Yes. I think was the plan. Mm-hmm. I think it was Black Widow, then this. Yeah. Um, so it kind of makes sense, the formula of how they set up this first episode. It, it feels like they were trying to come in strong with the action and then kind of, like, build into the plot after that. Yeah. As far as the CGI goes, like, it looked great, I think. Yeah, definitely. I was very impressed with it. You know, I know some people were criticizing WandaVision and now some things didn't look that great at times. In WandaVision? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I... To each their own. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that looked fine. Yeah. But um, this looked really good, so... Yeah. I really... I was actually kind of surprised that they could do what they did with this. Mm-hmm. Given it's a, a show and not a movie and, like, you know, also filming during the pandemic parts of it, so I, you know... Right. But again, we're only on episode one, so this probably was all done long before they had any struggles. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to be firmly at a slice it for now because I did enjoy it and I, I like where it's, I like where I think it's going, but it doesn't really have me fully gripped yet. Mm-hmm. I would have to say slice it as well. I, I'm obviously interested. Like I said, it's a really different show than WandaVision. It doesn't have that like mystery and that need to anticipate theorize what's happening it's more just you know watch it yeah as it happens versus really kind of trying to yeah it doesn't have guess you, everything doesn't have you like entangled in where the story is gonna go mm-hmm. maybe at some point it will though yeah it just right yeah. now it's just more just kind of a it's pretty straightforward here's a catch-up yeah since endgame ended yeah i agree so, it's i'm enjoying it though so yeah definitely slice it yeah and I'm excited to see where it goes for sure. Yeah. I just don't think it's going to have as big of a conversation mm-hmm. as WandaVision had as far yeah. as social media and, and podcasts and There's stuff like that. There's not as much room for speculation so far, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to see them surprise the shit out of us, though. Mm-hmm. I'd love to, love to see suddenly it's like, oh, fuck, maybe this could happen or that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a few little things that you could theorize are going to go on, but there's not a whole lot of room for exploration at this point. Yeah. Uh, there's been, like, rumors that we're going to see a big cameo at some point in the show, but mm-hmm. who knows? Yeah, but overall, uh, if you want to hear more about that, definitely check out our separate Anatomy of the Falcon and Winter Soldier Part 1 for a deep spoiler situation situation yeah (laughs) okay and here's the big one we watched Zack snyder's justice league of course um this dropped on hbo max on march 18th it was 242 minutes long uh which is what four hours and two minutes sorry i said four minutes earlier that was my bad okay yeah (laughs) um and it is the the reimagining of the 2017 justice league movie in Zack snyder's original vision 
Obviously, all the normal cast comes back. There's some people that are additional, but we're not going to get too deep into it. Mm-hmm. It's from 2017. You've probably seen the original one if, if you're listening to this. So, <laughs> um, If not, don't... Don't bother. Bother. Yeah, just, just watch, watch this one. Snyder Cut, yeah. It's uh, basically set up episodically, so you can just watch to a certain point, turn it off, come back. Very true. Yeah, there's multiple parts, so it's easy to take breaks. Mm. Um, so... Overall, I enjoyed this, obviously. I think I liked it a lot better. How did you feel about the runtime on this one? thought it was fine. Yeah. You know, it's not like we're going to a theater and watching this. I know I think it is available in theaters, too, where they're open. But you're at home. You have all the time to pause it and take Mm -hmm. pee breaks and go get food. Yeah, definitely. At your own leisure. You don't need to really stress about the four-hour stamp on this. Yeah. Um, Which I felt like people were, like, really crazy about. Yeah. Uh, at times, I you know, I was on social media to be like, I'd see people complaining that it's going to be too long, and like, it's called pe- a pause button. People <laughs> binge the shit out of shows, yeah, like, full seasons these days. Yeah, like we watched the whole all of The Witcher the day it came out. Mm-hmm. And that was what, like six hours, yeah. probably. <laughs> and you know, not everybody is like hardcore and do does that kind of thing. But like again, you don't need to right. sit down for four hours because you have that ability when it's on HBO Max, when it's on a streaming service. Absolutely. Um so I don't think the four hour stamp really was a big deal. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think it was actually nice to see them be able to flesh out the individual storylines and the individual mm-hmm. Character development where we didn't see a lot of that in their original one. Yeah, you could definitely tell where. Well, not original, but you know, theatrical. <laughs> the chronological, <laughs> the counterfeit the one. chronologically original. Yeah, yeah. Um, you you can definitely see where characters had stuff cut out, and and you know they had it a little bit more fleshed out in this one, mm-hmm. and uh, it really kind of opened up certain characters that you were just like not that impressed with in the yeah. Whedon version. Yes. Um, you know, and the big question was like, is this really going to be much different or is it going to be the same fucking movie with more scenes, another two hours of, of the same shit? Um, this felt like a real different movie. I, you do see the, you know, some of the scenes that you are aware from mm-hmm. the original cut, but yeah. like it does feel like a completely different movie yeah it follows the same basic storyline and the major plot points but it's hugely different in how that is that story is told Mm -hmm. some characters have like completely different arcs than they had Mm -hmm. in that version and there's different interactions between characters like there's big scenes that are like a big deal that are Mm -hmm. completely different in this yes um so, how did you feel about the tone of the movie? The as far as like it was Zack Snyder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Four hours of Zack Snyder tone, yeah, right? Yeah. Dark, gritty. Yeah. Um, and they even like the coloring of it was different too. Mm-hmm. Like they had done a lot of reshoots on the original or the theatrical version that had they did the brighter colors like a Marvel movie. And this everything is muted and mm-hmm. it's very. It's very specific to the story that's being told. Well, I mean, that's what they, you know, that that's his style. Yeah. That's what they did with Man of Steel. That's what they did with Batman vs. Superman. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, obviously they add to those characters and give you that story arc for them mm-hmm. beyond what this is. But they kind of do a good job in the intro of this of just giving you like the summary of 
how BVS ended. Yes. So you can just kind of jump into this. If you really don't want to sit there and watch another couple movies just mm-hmm. to feel like you understand who this version of Superman is. Yeah. You really don't need to. Right. I think they did a really good job of just yeah, kind of summarizing that for you. Agreed. CGI, they, they completely redid. You know, Steppenwolf looks completely mm-hmm. different. You yeah. Know, you, you see that in the trailers. Yeah. His armor's, in my opinion, way cooler. Way cooler. Almost was like a Transformer kind of like style that. where you see parts kind of moving as yeah. he's... And then it's like adaptable based on, I don't know if he could just control it with his mind or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it reminded me of Transformers. I agree. Yeah. yeah. And even his role was way bigger in this than, than we saw in, in the 2017 version. And different. Mm-hmm. His attitude towards certain things were, I don't know, just wildly. Well, they layered that character. Yeah. He wasn't he just had, that he wasn't just a stupid, one-dimensional, one-dimensional, I'm here to invade you. Like, he yeah. had depth and reasons for what he was doing and yeah. why he was doing yeah. it beyond just that. Yeah. One thing I did think was, uh, maybe I just don't remember the movie enough, but I do feel like his voice was more muffled. And harder to hear this mm-hmm. time around. So mm-hmm. I don't know if they tweaked that intentionally because of the other movie or what. But it did feel like it was a little bit harder to understand him at times. Mm. Yeah, I don't think I noticed that. But it may have been a thing. Yeah. How about the uh, infamous 4-3 ratio that people are shitting their pants about? Did it bother you? It didn't. Uh, yeah. I was, you know, when I first heard the news, I was like, oh, that's disappointing. But whatever. Yeah. And then the movie came out. I think Thursday or whatever it was, mm-hmm. and we hadn't watched it till the end of the day. But like, I kept seeing people being like, "Man, I'm really not enjoying this fourth ratio," or "I thought I'd be okay, but it's really bothering me now." Yeah. And so I was kind of starting to worry, like, "Well, I don't feel like it's gonna bother me, but yeah. maybe it will when it comes down to it." Mm-hmm. But honestly, I don't think it really ended up being a thing for me. I, I think you obviously notice it when you start watching. Yeah. It feels different because you're not used to that anymore. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point, I was so engaged in the movie, the story, that I didn't really even pay attention to it. Yeah. And that... I don't think it took away from, am I missing anything on the sides of the screen? Because yeah. that, that, is that is the movie. That is how it was filmed. Yeah. So I don't think it was really an issue. Yeah. I agree. I felt like I noticed it during the intro. And then as soon as like actual plot stuff started happening, I would like... I have no memory of it being an issue at all. Mm. Like, I d- it just tuned it out. So... I was really engaged in this movie. Yeah, like definitely. I was even... You know, we started it, I think... I want to say, like, around 5-something-ish in yeah. the afternoon. Yes. So I was really worried that we were going to, like, get tired and mm-hmm. we were going to be able to finish it yeah. that day because, you know, it was a weekday, so yeah. there was work the next day. Yeah. Um, but we... We were really engaged, as far as I could tell. Like, yeah. I, I was just... I think the part that... that tripped me the most was I found myself constantly pressing pause to see how much time is left in the movie. Yeah. To try and guess, trying I guess to try and gauge like what we have and haven't seen. Like what because what do we still have left you to were see? Expecting because certain I characters. feel like I would had a lot of expectations based off yeah. of all the news we've been hearing about this movie. Yeah. You know, characters that we were supposedly gonna see in the original and we never saw. Yeah. Um at a certain point I had to be like, just stop pausing it. Let's just watch it. <laughs> But, like, I think that's how you know that you did a good job because you have me not just wanting to see the movie, but, like, wanting to predict 
not necessarily what's happening, but like what I have and haven't seen yet. Yeah. You know? And it was actually very fascinating because you, you do see scenes you're like, or you don't see scenes you're like, oh, that must have been a Whedon scene. Yeah. And then you can kind of decipher between what scenes were Whedon and which ones weren't. And some I thought were, oh, that's definitely a Whedon joke. And then it was in this movie. So yeah. it clearly wasn't because yeah. he said he was straight up. Zach said, I am not using any of his footage. Yeah. So, yeah. It, great, great movie. Yeah. I, so overall, how do you compare it to the the uh, Whedon cut? I think you've already said that, but... I mean, League's just, better. Yeah. League's better. 100%, yeah. Um, and I'm one of the f- small... I'm in the minority of people who was like, yeah, the movie kind of sucked, but like, it was fine. It was a f- movie. It was yeah. enjoyable <laughs> to just be like, oh yeah, the Justice League is fighting some fucking creatures. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. I felt the It same. wasn't the greatest movie, but yeah. like... I don't, Neither are most of the Transformers. But. Yeah. I feel like it wasn't as shitty of a movie as people acted like it was. But when you put it next to the Snyder Cut, it's like, that's absolute garbage. Mm-hmm. Like, that well, because you, you have the context of yeah. what was there. How it really... And what was taken away. Yeah. And, and what was just shortcutted to get to, you know, A to B. You know, there's, there's segments where they explain how they get to... The conclusion of what they're doing or mm-hmm. why they're somewhere, and you don't even get that in the the other version. Yes, um, Aquaman is he still has some lines, but overall he is not that bro character that he is reflected as in the 2017 movie. He's got much more depth to him, and not because he's in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't gonna make that joke, but okay. I'm glad you did. Yeah, no, I agree. It's like almost it's almost like with this version. Uh, it's the whatever the opposite of you don't know what you've got till it's gone. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know what I was missing in the original one or the Whedon cut because it was like, oh yeah, it was fine. It's whatever. It's again, yeah. Who cares? I enjoyed it, I guess. But now when I see this, I'm like, oh, now mm-hmm. I understand why that was just okay. Like yeah. this actually had the whole story of everything. Maybe there were parts where it seemed like the story was a little bit a lot. It was but still a little. It was very exposition heavy, but that's mm. fine. It was a really good movie, and the mm. cinematography was good. This is the kind of thing that I feel like would make a superhero movie Oscar eligible potentially. You know, like the because they they really went artsy and like with as far as the lighting and cinematography mm. goes and that kind of stuff. So who knows if that'll actually happen? But I'm just saying, like this is closer to what I would expect to see being nominated for some kind of award rather than like our standard blockbusters. Do you think we'll even get to a point where if there is clear theater movies and and streaming movies, like maybe they'll just start making a a separate award thing for streaming movies. I'd be okay. Instead of having to be like, can this be able to be compared to a Oscar movie? Right. right. Like just, I mean, it would be smart of them to establish that award. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think that a lot of the awards, at least in Hollywood, are, are based on these antiquated clubs of old men. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> so, awards don't mean anything yeah, anymore. Yeah. They're just, I mean, a lot of it's politics, sadly. So uh, yeah. it doesn't even matter if something wins. It's just right. like you have to assume that there's some kind of deal made behind that. Yeah. I really suggest people go check this out if they either hated the original or they just didn't watch it and now they might have interest. Uh, yeah. Like, 
there's definitely there was a percent of people that I think that wanted this to come out so they could be like, see, it sucked, it was terrible, yeah. and like I was right, you know. Yeah, and they were not. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, that's opinion, but yes, yes. <laughs> uh, I would agree. It seems hard to argue this was a bad movie, but I'm just so glad that it came out, just on like an artistic level, because it's just like. How rare is that to see a fucking person put in an artistic, creative style to something, Mm -hmm. especially something big pop culture like this? Yeah. Get kicked off the project, essentially. You know, there's more to it than that. But essentially, he was booted. And and then he's given the opportunity to come back to finish what he started Mm -hmm. and make it what he envisioned. Yeah. Um, that said, I am kind of curious how much of this truly is his original vision because I kind of have to wonder if he made some changes. Something had to have been tweaked or changed, yeah. right? Like yeah. there has to be something that that he thought a little bit more on on the toilet about this yeah. when he had <laughs> yeah. another couple years. That's fair. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, it came out pretty quickly after. Yeah. The news that it was a thing. Mm-hmm. But that could also mean that the news didn't come out until they were close to done with making it. That's true. Versus the news coming out and then them starting. Yeah. But it just it's it's just fun. It's just it's a fun popcorn ride and it's four hours of it. So yeah, I don't think I felt like I was like, oh, this is so boring at right. any point. Yeah. Like there are parts that are slower, but like you appreciate them, especially knowing the context of like how it's so much different. Yes, I agree. So I'm gonna say dissect it. Dissect it for sure. Yeah. Nice. We are DTF. We are DTF again. For Justice League. Yep. (laughs) The Snyder Cut, of course. Yes. Um, Obviously. (laughs) All right. That is it for what we watched this week. If you're still listening, thank you. We appreciate you. Um, If you have a chance, go check out our Twitter at DTF Pod, our Facebook group, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. Or most importantly, for some reason, please go to Apple Podcasts or iTunes and leave us a rating or review because it matters. Um, and we would appreciate it. So that would be great. Thanks. If you also wanted to send us an email, you can do that at dtfpod at gmail.com. And, uh, keep on listening if you want to hear about our gaming news. Not our gaming news, but you know, the gaming. No, no, it's ours. The gaming news. (laughs) I, uh, I sent in the, uh, the trademark. Yeah. For it. Okay. Okay. It's officially ours. Yeah. We can sue anybody who talks about this stuff. Okay. Sounds great. All right, well, just to jump in our new releases, we have a, quite a lot for uh, this week. Um, Game Pass on Xbox is coming out on the 25th with a couple games. Uh, Genesis Noir, which is a puzzle adventure game, very artsy looking. Yes. It kind of reminds me, just looking at the trailer, I was like, this looks like Soul, the video game. It kind of does, you're right. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what it looked familiar, or why it looked familiar, and that's probably why. Mm-hmm. And then um, they also have Octopath Traveler. I feel like you've mentioned this game before. I I have this game on Switch. Okay. It was a big game that came out. Mm -hmm. It's an RPG platform, Mm -hmm. side-scroll. Very similar to like the older Final Fantasy type games. Okay. Fun game. Very fun. It's it's like a thing where there's multiple characters. So you play the game as each character and it's like slightly different. You could could take different paths. Mm, Obviously Octopath Traveler. (laughs) Uh, and so it just kind of gives you more replay value in that sense. Nice. Um, I don't think I've beat it, but I've played a good amount of it. Okay. Um, I recommend it for anybody who's got Game Pass and wants to check it out. Uh, Yakuza 6 is the newest in the franchise for the Yakuza games. So that's also coming out on the 25th. 
As far as the Switch, Monster Hunter Rise comes out March 26th. That's like a big deal for people on the Switch. I have yet to get into the Monster Hunter franchise since the first game on PS2. (laughs) I imagine a lot's changed since then. Yeah. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see the reviews on that one. Yeah. Uh, As far as multi-platform, Yakuza 6 is also coming out, I guess, on, I guess, was it PC uh, and PlayStation? I think so, yeah. Okay. Uh, and speaking of PlayStation, I saved this for last because there is a huge list of games that uh, gamers are going to love to hear about, especially if they like free things. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, going into like the whole play at home initiative that they did last year where they gave out some games mm-hmm. uh, to everybody at no charge uh, for 2021, they're starting in March tw- on March 25th. What? Go ahead. I just saw one of the names. On yeah, list. I know which one it is. <laughs> Uh, March 25th, uh, they will be giving out on PS4. I believe it also works on PS5, but I don't know the semantics of that. I believe it it does. Uh, You will be getting Abzu, Enter the Gungeon, Res Infinite, Subnautica, and The Witness all free to play. Nice. They are giving four PSVR games. This was very surprising to me because VR is kind of a niche thing on PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah. There's not as many people, obviously. Um, but they're giving Astrobot Rescue Mission. We mm-hmm. have that game. I can say it's a very fun game, mm-hmm. and I would recommend it, especially if you had the PS5 and really liked the uh, Astros, Astros Playground Playroom. or whatever it's called. Yeah, Astros Playroom. It's the same concept, but in VR. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, if you have VR, I would check that game out. Uh, Moss, which I'm assuming is the game you're yes. spinning your eyes about. Yeah, I'm very excited. You play as, like, a little mouse. It's really cute. <laughs> it's like a top-down, third-person, like um, yeah. like you're you're telling a story, right? Like a, like a fairy of. tale story through the yeah, mouse. Yeah, like you're you're playing you, but you're helping. You're you're playing to help the mouse get through this. Okay, situation. so you're not even the mouse. You're you're controlling. So you're kind of like god yes essentially you're the, controlling the environment yeah, to help the, like, the, the mouse progress. Yeah, because the mouse has to get somewhere. And then you can control... See, you go back and forth between controlling the mouse and controlling yourself. Basically, you're the person to, like, open the doors or whatever to help the mouse get through places. Gotcha. But then sometimes you play the mouse to, like, fight off little spiders or whatever. Okay. It was just fun. I played a demo of it. That's that's one of the earlier PSVR games. Yeah. I think we saw that at... um, Was it one of the first... PSX? PSX that we went to? Yeah, I think it was at PSX and E3. Okay. And it was really fun. Yeah, they demoed that game a lot for a while before it came out. Okay. Uh, Thumper, which is also a VR game slash just regular game. Mm-hmm. So you don't necessarily have VR for that game, mm-hmm. uh, which is really cool. It's basically a music-based game where you have this beetle thingy on a... It's kind of like a roller coaster thing. And okay. you, you have to use the joysticks to move the beetle to the beats of... The music, and it's what? like, it's very... It sounds interesting. It's very Guitar Hero-y. Okay. Um, it's fun. It's addicting. Yeah. Uh, very mesmerizing. Okay. It sounds uh, cool. It does seem like one of those games, though, if you have an issue with epilepsy, you might not want to risk this game. I'm sure okay. there's a warning, but right. Okay. it's very bright colors and crazy shit flashing. Right. If you're uh, photosensitive or whatever. Yes. Be, yeah. 
And then last, Paper Beast, which is a game I have not played, but I was interested in. I think I have the demo of it. I downloaded recently. Yeah, I feel like I've seen a preview uh, or something about it. So it seems like it's just like this environment puzzle solving game where you use the paper folded animals. Yeah. Origami, I guess they call it. Yes, origami. Uh, to to like do things. navigate the environment and interact and do stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the big one, it's not out yet. Those are all as of March twenty fifth. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, the complete edition, oh, shit. will be available on April 19th. That was the last game on the list. That's a big deal. Yeah, yeah this is, I, I would call this like Breath of the Wild for PlayStation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but like also more action based. Kind of like a, uh, what do you call that? Uh, steampunk ish. <laughs> it's like post apocalyptic. Yeah, it's there's like, like a, a, a certain a amount world of. world that's full of robotic. Dinosaurs, robotic dinosaurs so, not paper ones yeah <laughs> robotic yeah um yeah it's very futuristic in that sense um the complete edition it's gonna have the full game and then on top of that the dlc which is what's it called i don't remember the name of it but it's basically based in a ice area yeah frozen tundra, frozen, frozen, frozen wild frozen wild I think. Sure. Yeah, that sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> I didn't get to finish that because I played it on... I played New Game on the hardest difficulty. And so because of that, I had to do the DLC. Because you can only do the DLC in a certain point oh. of the story of uh-huh. the game. And so I had to play it through that difficulty because I couldn't change the difficulty once I started it. Okay. Um, so I had to go into the game DLC... On the hardest difficulty, crawled my way to the last boss of that fucking DLC. Yeah. It took forever. I was very, very yeah. frustrated with this game. Yeah. And I just cannot beat the fucking thing. It has me set up in this, like, uh, checkpoint situation where I have... I am not equipped to beat this fucking thing. Mm-hmm. It kicks my ass. And I'm just stuck. So I have never finished it. Can you, like, go backwards or anything? Like, once you respawn, you, like, go backwards and, like, do something to heal yourself or get more stuff? No? No, because you're, you're stuck you're, in You're stuck the in that zone. area? Okay. You're restricted to the zone of the fight. So that sucks. Whatever equipment I have is what I have. And Got if it. I don't have what I need to heal or beat yeah. him, I I guess technically if, I'm, if I get good, I can... <laughs> l- you know, get to a point where I'm so, like, able to, like, predict his movement that I can just, like, always dodge and then attack. Right. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I, I've i tried many times. It Got just doesn't it. work. You just get frustrated. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to check that out. I played, like, what, the intro or something with you when you started that game back in the day, and then I never played it. Yeah. So yeah. I need to check it out. Yeah. You arguably played the most boring part of the game. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I platinum the game. But the DLC I didn't obviously mm. finish, so. Well, that's pretty fucking cool. Anybody who has a PS4 or specifically VR, you're uh, in for a treat coming mm-hmm. up here soon. Yep. Uh, and just a reminder, if you haven't played it, Ratchet & Clank is currently available till the end of the month, which is oh. the PS4 game. Not the new one coming out. That's not out yet, and they're definitely not giving that out for free. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, schedule changes... Spider-Man DLC for the Avengers game, the Square Enix game as service, whatever the hell you want to call it, mm-hmm. uh, is going to be delayed 
So this came out of the Square Enix Direct that they had uh, last week, mm-hmm. uh, where they kind of talked about some of the games. They had Outriders, they had this one, yeah, uh, some other stuff, and they showed the roadmap for the content coming out for the Avengers game, uh, where Spider-Man was supposed to be coming out within this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was notably absent from the list. Interesting. Uh, it went all the way through, and I think it ended with uh, Black Panther Wakanda content mm. uh, as the last thing coming in the summer. Uh, so we've come to find out that they have delayed it, and he is not coming out on... And this is, of course, the Sony-exclusive character. Mm-hmm. You know, that was a big controversy in itself. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess even Sony can't even... I feel like, are they going to get to the point where, oh, the Sony-specific character is released after people are bored with the game? <laughs> I mean, they might. Yeah. Just to try and hide the uh, dissatisfaction. I mean, yeah. at that point, you're going to get... Well, they probably would do that anyways, just so that they can try and get those people to come back come in back. after yeah. it gets released, right? That's true. They're making a lot of changes to that game. They've, they've done a lot of overhaul stuff, mm-hmm. but um, apparently they've made the, the difficulty and ranking slower and harder to do and people are upset but it gets supposedly for a good reason okay i don't know again i i just want to play the campaign and i'm gonna be over this game yeah (laughs) but i'm not gonna pay full price for it i can tell you that yeah because vote with your wallet people yeah all right another superhero game that i am actually looking forward to is also delayed wb's gotham knights has been delayed to 2022 this is from the game's Twitter account. They wanted to give the game more time to deliver the best possible experience for players. Okay. That's the sum up of what their yeah. statement was. Isn't that like everyone's statement? Yeah, that's okay. the, the go-to <laughs> one. Uh, so WB Games Montreal is working on this game. It's a co-op Batman game set in the universe with the family. So we're going to have Batgirl, Robin, Nightwing. Oh, yes. And Red Hood. Yes. I think that's it. Those were the four that we saw in the video that we Mm -hmm. watched or whatever. Yeah, I don't know if Batman's actually in this game. I don't think he is. But this game is going to be released sometime next year instead. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. So I have to wonder then, does that mean Suicide Squad is probably going to get delayed too? Remember, that game was also announced the same time. Probably. Um, WB is also the ones behind the Harry Potter game, which was also delayed till 2022. Yes. I kind of wonder if this is more so a technical need for more time or if it's a them trying to align their release scheduling to get the best profit out of it yeah that's a good point i mean the publisher wb not the studios making the game yes who knows some more news this is actually more of a deal i wanted to tell people about because i think it's a really good fucking deal yeah and if you haven't played these games you should jump on this the tomb raider definitive survivor trilogy was announced at that same event for the uh Square Enix stuff. Mm-hmm. The game is currently twenty dollars to buy all for, three for games. All three, all three games are twenty dollars combined. Yeah, and this is such a good deal that you were wanting to buy it, even though we already own. All yeah, three I was games. like, I, I was like, starting to be like, should I, should I just buy this? Am I? <laughs> it's such a good deal. I think yeah. I should just buy it. Yeah, <laughs> even though I have all three games. We have all three. Yep. I mean, there's probably some kind of definitive edition content sure I don't have, yeah. but I, whatever. I'm just. It was more of a joke than you know. Well, you know, <laughs> game hoarding. It's a yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
but the game will go up to fifty dollars after the sale is over. Okay. And I don't think they I couldn't find like a date that it ends, so I would jump on this if you really want to play these games. Yeah, definitely go This check is that the out. reboot trilogy of Tomb Raider. Very good. Really good, yeah. Very good. Open world fight with a bow, fight with a gun, mm-hmm. stealthy. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's very Uncharted, very Metal Gear to an extent at times. Mm-hmm. I would jump on that, people. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Jade Raymond is a known personality that used to work with Ubisoft. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has announced that she's going to create a new studio, studio called Haven, and it's working on a new unannounced IP for Sony. Okay. Is it considered an unannounced IP if you announced it? Yeah. I guess it's unannounced because she hasn't told anybody what it is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Semantics, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and she's known for Assassin's Creed then? Yes, Assassin's okay. Creed and what's the other one? The tech side type game that Ubisoft is known Watch for. Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs. Thank okay. you. Yes. I was like, I'm probably wrong. <laughs> no, that's it. That's it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, so she's been around for a long time. Okay. Um, since the start of Assassin's Creed and stuff. And she's... Uh, it's a big deal that she's making this. Yeah. Uh, interesting name, though. Like, what if they end up closing this studio? That's going to be a very uh, yeah awkward name to have. True. <laughs> uh, Xbox is actually adding a little button for people who are frustrated by their downloads taking too long. <laughs> um, currently, the situation with Xbox is if you're downloading something and you're playing a game, it will automatically slow your download speed so that your game is not interrupted. Um, but if you're waiting for your, you really want your download to go faster, you go to your manage queue and it's adding a little button that says suspend my game, which quickly suspends your active game to boost your download speeds. Um, and then it allows quick resume at that point, assuming you have a, uh, next gen, right? That's only on, uh, on Xbox series X, I believe. Probably and, that and S, S, yeah. yeah. Not one is what I meant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess theoretically it saves you like 10 to 15 seconds of quote unquote, like of the reloading of your game. If you, like instead of just closing your game, like the rest of us do, (laughs) then you save a little bit of time because you're just suspending it rather than closing it entirely. Mm. I personally don't see this adding a huge amount of value to my life, but cool. Why not? I have not even seen the quick resume stuff even work yet because when I first tried it, it was not even happening. I guess it's a thing that they shut off for a while because they had to like fix some stuff once the launch. Whatever. There were a lot of bugs with it, I think. So I think it's back, but I have not really tried it myself. Mm-hmm. I just kind of like you were saying. I just I don't see why I would need to worry about having quick resume on a game if I'm trying to download a bulky DLC for it. Yeah. Then I'm just gonna turn it off so it gets its better speed. You know, like why would I? Because you can't be in the game. While it downloads. Yeah, exactly. At least usually you can't. Yeah. you And if you are, then the download's not going to work very well. Like, you're going to have to close it anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm not really sure the exact scenario in which this would make someone... I wonder if it's based off games that use specifically like a, the internet for, like, multiplayer gaming and stuff like that. Like, if you're downloading some pack of some shit, some shit to, like, use in your game, maybe. I don't know if that oh, okay. would matter. Okay. I'm just saying, like... It, if I'm playing Call of Duty multiplayer, yeah. it's probably going to matter for something like that versus yes. a single player game right. that doesn't really have a big deal to... Yes, that makes sense. All right. Well, on the topic of Xbox, they are partner partnering with Twitch to host a f- the first indie showcase on March 26th. 
Xbox is promising over 100 games at the event, including new debut trailers, gameplay for titles like Stalker 2, and Second Extinction. That's the game I'm looking forward to, is Second Extinction. Is it dinosaurs? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Genetically modified dinosaurs, and nice. then you have to like do like a co-op, take them out situation. Gotcha. Yeah, right up your alley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, this takes place 9 a.m. Pacific, and it's going to be exclusive on Twitch. For anybody interested in checking it out. Cool. Otherwise, you're going to have a whole day of fucking news about all these 100 plus games coming out. Yeah. All right. Sony Interactive Entertainment has apparently partnered with RTS and Esports Venture. And they purchased the Evolution Championship Series. Which is called Evo in short for people who are familiar with it. It's basically a professional video game fighting tournament type situation okay uh so this year this year's event will be august 6th through 8th and 13th through 15th and it's gonna be all digital format because well covid yeah uh so there have been issues in the past with some like players and situations involving misconduct and cheating stuff like that i believe in the past uh but Sony has apparently got the rights to it. It's basically what's going on with this now. So they're taking it over. And I assume they plan to make it more of a marketing thing for PlayStation. Okay. Which would make sense, right? Yeah, cool. Uh, that said, it's not going to impact the consoles used. If there's a game on Switch, like Smash Brothers, which is a very common game in this kind of thing in the fighting yeah. tournaments. Xbox, which has a Killer Instinct specifically exclusive. Mm-hmm. Those kind of things are not going to be banned. It's just Sony owns it. Right. Okay. Um, but you'll see games at their newest event, uh, like Tekken 7, Street Fighter 5, Championship Edition, Mortal Kombat 11, Ultimate Edition. It's cool. kind of a big deal for like people in this community. Yeah. But like, overall, people are like, well, I don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I can think of is Sony is using this to like always show their brand next to these games so that people will associate them with those games or Constantly. their brand with those games even if you could go play it on Xbox you could go play it on Switch you know right, stuff right. like that or yeah. PC that's a probable course of action yeah <laughs> alright and then last uh, in the same realm of conventions Gamescom 2021 will be a hybrid event oh that's so weird yes very weird <laughs> Indeed. The statement was, in addition to the digital aspects, the possibility of trying out the latest games on site and and diving into the gaming world form an integral part of Gamescom. Uh, So they are basically saying they are doing a hybrid release. So it sounds like they're going to do digital for most of it. But then as far as the gaming demos, stuff like that, they have a plan to be a location that you get tickets to and then come and play them there okay uh it's going to take place august 25th through the 29th uh they are obviously going to have reduced amount of on-site visitors and they're going to use the digital queue to control the crowds that makes sense we've kind of dealt with this with like e3 psx where they had like an app that was tied to the event and then you go on at certain times they'll say okay at this time, we're going to allow people to 
get a ticket online to yeah. play this game. Yeah. You know, get a demo for this game and right. stuff like that. It makes sense on paper, but... Or I guess digitally. On the website. <laughs> but the problem that we would face is literally everybody who's going to this event is trying to get these things mm-hmm. at the same time. And the app ends up either not working... Or it's gone in seconds. Yeah, there's no way. We were lucky at times to get some things, but overall, it's pretty hard to get the big title stuff. Yeah. So I assume that they're going to have, since it's a bigger scale thing, they're probably going to be like, well, we have literally four days full of demos that we can give out. So instead of it being like, oh, we have four hours you know, yeah. this day, it's going to be a lot more time slots. Yeah, and they so, should do like... um you can sign up for X number of slots and then just draw from them as a lottery. That would make more sense. Instead of doing the like jam packed right at this time, everything opens up. Mm-hmm. If they could just do like, that's one thing that's annoying, but also helpful about Comic-Con. Or first come for serve. Yeah. I know that sounds like, like well, when you get there, fair, but like when you sign up for your, your, you know, when you register for your, for the event, mm-hmm. what do you want? Yeah. I want this, 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 this. Yeah. Registers. Okay, you got these. Yeah. Maybe you're only allowed a maximum of five. Yeah. Uh, you can only have two in a day. Yeah. You know, something like that. Yeah. Where it, it kind of limits you to an extent that other people have an opportunity. Right. To also try and get it. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, we were able to do stuff too where you could show up and be like, play dumb. Be like, oh, uh, is there a line for this? When you damn well know that there's yeah. no fucking line. And, yeah. And they'll be like, uh, you know, you're obviously a very sexy guy. So <laughs> I'm going to let you go play this demo over here because yeah. we... Uh, we did have a couple situations where they were like, oh, well, you just wait around and if somebody doesn't show up for their slot, mm-hmm. you can go in. Yeah. yeah. I had a situation, I think it was for Destiny 2. It was like the DLC that before it came out. Yeah. We were able to jump in and play it like last second because yeah. like they just need to fill slots for everybody to play each other. Yes. And so we were able to jump into that. Yeah. Uh, There's one for Call of Duty. I got so damn lucky where... The guy who, they started their session for the demo, and then the one person in the row just, like, up and left, like, right at the beginning. Like, rage quit immediately. <laughs> and then the, the guy was like, uh, do you want to go play? Because yeah. he just left or whatever. And I was like, all right, sure. I got on, and then very shortly after I got on, like they were like, all right, demo's over. And then the guy was like, oh, you just stay here because you barely played. Yeah. You just stay for the next Yeah, one. so you got a little bit extra. Yeah, and then some other guy was like, oh, you got to go. I'm like, oh, the guy said I could stay. And he's like, let me check, let me check. <laughs> it's like, all right, you do that. You do that. You enforce your law. <laughs> so I got to essentially play, like, more than one demo yeah. time frame of that game. And yeah. Like that was like the, I'm not sure which one that was. I want to say it was Modern Warfare or Black Ops or something at the time. Yeah. I don't remember. Whatever game it was <laughs> at the time. Yeah. Like they keep coming out with them. Yeah. But yeah. And then I think I even played uh, Gears 5, the um, the Hive Buster stuff before that ever came out. Yes. With the same situation where they were like, we need one person. I was yeah. like, I'm a loner. <laughs> and they, they grabbed me and brought me up there, you know? Yeah. So, Stuff like that does happen. Yeah. But I imagine in this situation, you probably won't get those kind of opportunities because it's going to be very 
strict to like you come when you have your appointments because mm-hmm. I don't think I, I can't imagine you're gonna be sitting there all day inside the place I imagine you get your appointment and then you leave right yeah I don't think it's gonna be as it's yeah much there might a, not be as much of an opportunity to be like wait around and just mm-hmm. kind of see if you can get in yeah but this is a good uh, good idea I just think how cool would it be if we just got to a point where like you know we got streaming happening now you know game pass you're streaming you, mm-hmm. you can't download but like xcloud i guess i should say you can stream those games yeah stadia you're streaming them from a browser you know yeah amazon's working on something how cool would it be if we got to a point where these kind of events are all digital they have these demos mm-hmm. you know even if they're like oh only the x amount of people can get them and it's the first to whatever jump on it but yeah you could be in your own home and play these games yeah just stream them yeah you know nothing to download yeah. On on the go. That would be pretty cool. Definitely. I'm looking forward to that kind of a future. Yeah. Gamescom would be a really fun one to be going to, but... Uh, Where is that? Uh, Germany. Oh. Yeah, it's going to be difficult. Yeah. Very <laughs> difficult. <laughs> Fuck, they didn't even have uh, Oktoberfest, sadly, this I last know, year. that's crazy. That's really sad, huh? Yeah. Like, you could take our Oktoberfest, but you'll never take our Gamescom. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, that's it. That is it. That is it for our games, and that is it for our episode, our regularly scheduled episode, anyway. Uh, definitely don't forget to check out our separately uh, uploaded Falcon and Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, episode one anatomy episode. I said that completely wrong. Anatomy of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is what it's don't going you, to be called. Don't you hate that they have the in the yes. title? Yes. Like, just call it Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yes. We get it. We know that we know they they're are, the. We know that's not their first name. Yeah. Like, we're... <laughs> Hi, uh, I didn't get your name, sir. It's Falcon. Yes. Uh, what? Uh, with a PH. Yeah. <laughs> um... So yeah, check that out. And as always, please go to Apple Podcasts or iTunes and leave us a review. It would be extremely helpful. We would love that. Um, also check us out on Twitter at DTFPod, on Facebook at Dissecting This Fiction Podcast is what our group is called. And send us a direct email to DTFPod at gmail.com or check out our website, DTFCast.com. Uh, so yeah, definitely keep on listening. Check out other episodes and we'll uh, see you next time. That's it for episode 84 of Dissecting This Fiction. Bye bye. <laughs>